Welcome back to the Talking Thomas podcast, your podcast for all things Thomas and Friends, Shining Time Station, Railway Series, etc., etc. I'm Tony. And I'm Orion. And we're here today to continue our Season 2 commentaries uh, for Thomas and Friends. Uh, We're almost at the end of Season 2. We've got about five episodes to go. Technically six, but we covered one of... Uh, we covered the final episode of season two in our Christmas episode. So we're not going to cover that again because, well, we've already done it. So if you want to listen to our thoughts on Missing Christmas Tree, you can go back and listen to the Christmas episode. Uh, but regardless, we do have three commentaries to do in this episode. And we're starting off uh, with the introduction of one of my personal favorite characters, uh, sets of characters from season two. Bill and Ben with the episode The Diesel. So you can press play now. So I really like Bill and Ben. I think that they're a fun duo, and there's something about uh, this season in particular has a lot to do with twins. I mean, a few episodes previous, we had the Donald and Douglas duology, and now we have this, the Mainline Engines trilogy. Right, absolutely, and I, I like. I think these are a good set of stories, and they're, um, you know, you can. They're just they feel different than the rest of the season. I think. Yeah. Um, in a way, it a bit more industrial, which is the way that the book is, really, too. Oh yeah. But Bill and Ben are great characters, and uh, and uh, and characters that they manage to come up with good stories for, as well going on. Whereas uh, Donald and Douglas that they introduced in this season, they had a, I think a harder time trying to come up with stories for them in uh, subsequent series where they weren't based on the railway series. So um, right. like in season three, they were able to come up with heroes and one good turn, both good episodes actually oh, yes. um, for Bill and Ben. But um, yeah, and this, uh, and of course is the introduction of Bill and Ben theme, which is um, one of the best themes that, uh, Michael Donlin Jr. Campbell came up with and of course was the basis for uh, Every Cloud Has a Silver Lining, which is uh, one of their better songs. It is. It is. And that's something I find interesting, and I'm sure most people, some of the people that have been listening to this will know. Um, of course, in the Railway series, both Bill and Ben have nameplates and number plates. Uh, they don't have number plates in the TV series, but apparently they were going to at some stage because there's a behind-the-scenes picture of one of them with a number plate on their front, like it is in the railway series, although they're missing eyebrows in that picture. So, right, yeah, I don't know, just found that amusing. Yeah, and this is also a great, um, you know, this episode, uh, also, of course, shows off um, the harbor set again, um, mm. which we, you know, of course, touched on in the Percy Takes a Plunge commentary, but, um, but yeah, and this, this is an episode too that, um, you know, for people who like to see you know little uh, mistakes and things like that this one is a great one um if you're watching a restored version uh because there's a couple scenes with camera equipment um we just had two there and then also um the scene where they're at the harbor we can see hands pulling them back um yeah. <laughs> uh, all the way back to the edge of the set so it's quite yeah. interesting it is and of course here we're introduced to boko um which is uh, another great character Yes, a, a great character and a character that is sadly not with us terribly long. I think he lasts up into 
season i think he made an appearance in season five and that's about it <laughs> yeah he's in season five because he he's in double teething troubles right um and uh and he's in season four but i don't think he has a speaking appearance he just appears in passing and uh right. special letter i think i'm fairly certain you're correct about that yes but well bill and ben uh, themselves don't have a speaking appearance in uh in uh season four i don't think very I... very true uh we'll get to season four Se- season four has a lot of new characters to bat to juggle and so uh it-, it introduces a lot of characters but we'll get to that when when we get to it it's interesting just how big bogo's model is um it's it a ma- it's a massive model and actually you could see how big it is in the um behind the scenes footage that was shot for uh thomas the tank engine man the right. documentary they have the behind the scenes footage of them filming special letter um, and then also there's a scene um, with someone just testing Boko on a piece of track. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the, I mean, the Boko model, you can see it just towers over Bill and Ben, which are more diminutive models, but even over Edward and, and would, of course, tower over Gordon, too. So it's just oh, yeah. it was a, probably the biggest engine model that they had up to that time. Much oh, taller, much taller than Daisy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's massive. So compared to the other engines, at least. Uh. I, what I always found interesting about uh, Boko, or at least the this episode, the disease will, um, and really this goes for parts of season two in general, is that it's more technical than any, than any sea bobs in season one or any season later, because it, you know, Edward uses the full classification, the full BR classification of Boko being a Metropolitan Vickers Diesel Electric Type 2, which is something that really, I, I don't think any other, I don't think any other character has had that, has had their entire basis spelled out for the audience before. No, it's quite interesting. And I suppose, I mean, the novelty of diesels um, in the book, that made sense, but uh, it's, right. it's quite interesting that he's that he's like that but that's a very edward thing to do i think oh it I, th- is. I think it fits his character oh for sure but no i, I was just found that bit amusing and i had no idea what it meant when i was a kid of course but uh you know now that i do know of course it's it's a nice little factoid that slipped in there giving giving a little educational element to the series it's true it's the only time that the engine's basis i believe is ever stated uh, yeah, pretty in, much. In dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, apart from occasional mentions of pre- of previous railways, mo- usually mostly just the Great Western or the Bluebell Railway, uh, yeah, that's the only time that a full basis for an engine is mentioned. So. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So that was the Diesel. Uh, great episode, I think. Uh, maybe not one of the best of season two, but, <clears throat> you know, season two does have a lot of good episodes and so you know uh it it is quite a good episode in my opinion uh next up we have wrong road so uh go ahead and press play now and i love this opening theme here right this uh it's you know just a great great intro to this episode oh yeah the lingering shot on the watermill is nice as well yeah, and I love that watermill set with the with, you know with the actual water, <laughs> as opposed yes. to what we had in season uh, uh, in season 
one with the uh the set that was used on Toby's old line and then we also got right. uh stock footages for the intro of Trust Thomas in season three, but that's not real water. Um <laughs> in right. that particular one. So they um no of course they did still have some real water like for the uh for the uh, bridge over the river Els, the Els Bridge, the literal Els Bridge. Um where uh Thomas goes fishing, they did use real water, but Right. But uh but yeah, this is nice too. And, and again, this is kind of a part of the yard that we didn't really see much of until we saw more of this type of set, not the same set, of course, but more of this type of location in season three. Mm-hmm. A lot, actually, which is interesting because this episode was on the James Goes Buzz Buzz uh, VHS. And so it kind of fit in with those season three episodes in that respect, because this it kind does. of feels this feels like a season three episode it um, does. In, in a way. Um an interesting difference here too between the UK dub and the US dub is that there is music over this um awesome tracking shot of Napford. I love this nighttime mm. uh tracking shot and probably the most figures that we had ever seen in one shot. Um yeah, outside of the name board sequences which I don't think really count, but yeah. Yeah. Um but in the UK version it uses the busy theme. Um, but in the U.S. version, it's silent. It's just narration, which always right. this episode always kind of made me feel uneasy as a kid for some reason, just because it was kind of quiet and yeah. it's set at night. Um, I felt the same way about Thomas and Stephanie, too. Again, it kind of set at night. Not too much. Uh, there's a lot of scenes without any uh, music. Um, but this is a yeah. it's you know, if you're a sucker for night shots, then this is an awesome episode for that, for sure. Which, which, as we've touched on in the past, we know David Mitten was, and so I'm sure he enjoyed this episode. Oh, absolutely. So, but I, I actually quite like the, I, I like this episode. It's, it's really a fairly simple premise, but there's something about this episode that I, I just really enjoy it. You know? It is a very, it's like, um, it's, it's like kind of ridiculously simple um but yeah but but I, it's the atmosphere that elevates it if this happened during the day it would be oh, yeah. uh it would be a proud day for james which is a terrible episode but <laughs> if it was but because it happens at night and we have the you know the viaduct under repair right. and everything like that it just it adds an atmosphere and elevates the episode into something that's a lot better than what it actually you know originally would present itself as right and I always like this scene between Bill and Ben where they're, you know, Gordon's trying to ignore them and Bill and Ben are just, you know, trying to get a rise out of him. And they, I, I love it. Yeah. And it's, what's interesting about this, you know, just, you know, particularly in this scene and um, just the Harbor set in general on that station canopy, it's so dirty, <laughs> you know, it is. season two itself is just so dirty and industrial and used whereas in season three onwards everything is a lot brighter and cleaner and uh right. it's just an interesting switch but um but i think also helped it more in the american market definitely it, it is interesting because we go from season one which was almost clinically clean and you know or or at least clean to a point uh to the point that it looked almost deserted at times to season two, which is full of life, but also quite dirty. And then season three and four and onward, I think sort of at least season three and four, I think found a balance of where it's, it's a lived in world, but it's a cleaner world. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that was an interesting shot, too, that we just had with the camera on the track and then looking almost diagonal at the four characters that were yes. there. And that's not a shot that we got very often. Um, no, it's 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 a good shot, though. I mean, I wish that they had used that angle more. Kind of an odd an odd shot for them to use, but I like it. Hmm. Me too. It's it's a very it's a very interesting shot. There's a lot of interesting shots in season two, I think. So. Yeah, they, they seem to open up a bit more and be a bit more experimental. Um, you know, longer tracking shots like that shot through Napford. Right. Um, you know, which of course they would have had to have lifted off the canopy to get the camera in there and, and yeah. everything like that and more figures and more lights and um but it, it works. Oh definitely. Definitely. All right. So that is Ron Road. Uh, great episode, in my opinion. I really enjoy it. Um, so, yes. And so the next one, we close out the um, the Mainline Engines trilogy. Of course, uh, Buzz Buzz, which is also part of the Mainline Engines story, wouldn't come until season three. Uh, but again, it's it's like we talked about a few episodes ago. This is one of the cases where taking out buzz buzz doesn't really take out anything from doesn't take away from the other three stories it's it and really the four mainline engines stories are really only connected through bill and ben and edward and to a point gordon so uh, but i digress and so the next episode that we have is one of the most beloved episode by the fa- by the fandom in general, or certainly the older fandom who would have grown up with season two. And it's an episode that I quite enjoy as well. Uh, but as I said, this episode is almost universally beloved. So here is Edward's exploit. And you can go ahead and press play now. So There's a lot that happens in this episode. Uh, there's a lot of characters rather because you know it starts off with birdie then it goes to the main line and then it goes to brendam branch and uh, and then you know we have some stuff with the twins and then it goes back to edward and even though the main line stuff does heavily feature edward well there's a lot of characters i mean look at the station right here yeah absolutely i, I like um but I, I like it it's it's nice and uh it's it's actually it's a very it's an odd episode to it's an odd way to start the episode um yeah we don't often have episodes that start i mean we do have some episodes i suppose that start mid-conversation but this one just feels uh feels different for some reason and i I think it's because it starts off with birdie and that theme that we never really hear i don't is that the only time that we hear that theme? I'm almost certain that it is. Yes, it's a nice little ditty, and I wish it was used more. But and then, but that was you know we had stock footage from season one, and then right, then that's shot there, and then more stock footage from season two, and then mm-hmm. uh, we get here. But um, and I love this little set here too that we don't see any other time. Right. There's either a lot of stuff, a... there's a lot of stuff in this episode that we only ever see in this episode. Yeah, like that. Uh, later, we'll see the countryside where Edward. Uh, uh, you know, breaks his uh, crank pins. Right. And, uh, but those are, you know, that's another one that we didn't, don't see too often. And this one, we get to see a bit more of the, the China clay works than we saw in the diesel, which is nice. Oh yes. But the China set. clay works, you know, it's, it's another set that we don't see terribly much of after this season. In fact, you know, or at least that version of that set, I should say. 
And I really like the look of season two has some really great sets. No, absolutely. And, and what's, uh, what's interesting too, is um, when we were talking about Bill and Ben and, and how they were able to write stories for them in season three, right. um, even Christopher Audrey was able to come up with some good stories for them too. down yeah. the drain is one of my favorite Christopher Audrey stories. Oh yes. Um, so it's just interesting, but well, he wrote a whole book about them, Thomas and the twins. Right. Which is where down the drain comes from. So, yeah. As a kid, I always found this part of the story really interesting, the bit with the crank pin. I don't know why. Maybe it's just the shape of the crank pin or the fact that you see Edward's wheels without the crank pin. But there was always just something about that shot that I found really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I think like the the overall kind of mood, it's it's gray and it's quiet out there. And it's just it has this episode just kind of has a weird vibe. It that does. doesn't feel like the rest of the um the series and um the there's something so satisfying about when they uncouple the coaches and the sounds the sound and the visual of the coaches kind of just being pulled along together individually right. is so interesting um, it is but uh but yeah this is a nice it's a nice little set we don't really see again but mm. and i think that that is a big part of why it's such a fan favorite episode is because it is so different. It stands out from the rest of season two. I mean, cause yes, you can say that for a lot of season two, that a lot of the episodes are different, but this one is just such a different tone than the rest of season two. You know, it's, it's just that even though it is clearly a season two episode and it looks enough like a season two episode, but it's different enough to make it really stand out. No. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and then we have another great night shot of Edward pulling in. Um, yep. But what's nice too is that this episode kind of takes place all in one day. Um, it does. Which I mean, I suppose so many of the stories actually take place in one day, but I mean the whole day, <laughs> which right. is nice. You know, right from the early morning all the way to the to late at night. Right. Um, and this is something I like too is that. Edward comes into the station at this end, which we don't usually see. We don't see them coming all the way to the, to the closed platform. Right. Usually. Um, now I, I actually referred to this episode um, unknowingly, because it's been a long time since I've watched uh, Edward's exploit. I actually unknowingly referred to this episode a few podcasts back when we were talking about how, um, Season two is one of the rare times that we have a still image for a uh, for a closing shot. And this was actually the episode I referred to where we end on a closed shed door. Right. So, yeah. But yeah, a good episode. I'm not sure. I mean, I it's never been like one of my all time absolute top five favorites. No, necessarily. And I, I'm and I get I mean, Perhaps it's because a Edward, I, I appreciate Edward, but Edward's not like, you know, my diehard favorite character. No. And I'm not, you know, season, I don't, you know, live or die by season two, like a lot of fans right. do. So it's not really, um, I appreciate it, but I, I would not say that it's um, my favorite episode of season two. And uh, um, it might be in my, uh, I, I, I wouldn't even put it top five. Of no. Two. So um, I don't think so. I well, you and I have had this discussion off air before that a lot of we grew up when the time that season four was big. Um, 
a lot of the older fans or older than even us grew up during season two. And I think that's where the generation gap comes from. Uh, the old, the people who started the fandom or the online part of the fandom rather were the people that grew up with seasons one and two. Whereas we who are sort of like the second generation in the fandom grew up with season four. And so I, there, there's definitely a generation gap there. And, and while I appreciate season two and I think that it's a great season, it's, it's probably my second favorite season, I'd say. Uh, I, I don't know that Edward's exploit is one of my favorites either. Uh, I can see why other people love it. Uh, but, you know, uh, it's, it's not one of my personal favorites either. Yeah. But yeah, so that was our, uh, that was the mainline engines trilogy uh, yes. for season two. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, a trio of good episodes. Oh um, yes. And we're, you know, we're getting close to the end of the season here we and, are. um, and then we'll we'll be traveling from the Brenda branch to the Farquhar branch. Yeah, um, but it's, uh, it's interesting how season two really does hop around quite a bit. It you know it starts on Farquhar and then uh, you know it jumps around the main line Brenda, and and it you know it goes back and forth for a while. It sticks with the main line quite a bit, uh, and then we did a few Farquhar episodes mixed in here, but I. But I always find it interesting, uh, looking back, that season two is really bookended by uh, the Farquhar branch. Right, absolutely. I mean, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that each one, you know, they both have Thomas in them. Well, so, yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah that, that does help. Because, I mean, the interesting thing is that the, the last three episodes that we just watched, Thomas was uh, only in the very, very beginning and no speaking role and Wrong Road um yeah so that was it you know and he was not in the other two episodes and that does happen quite a bit in season two uh and in fact i think this is this and season one are the only seasons that that happens and from season three they usually tried to find some way to fit him and even if it was a non-speaking role they would try to fit him in somehow and I, and I know, I mean, I know that it was controversial and, and you yeah, know, whatever, but I think most of the time, I think it was done quite gracefully. Me um, too. And, um, but we'll get to that when we talk about season three and season four. Definitely. Yes. Uh, well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, you know, we've done our, we've now done commentaries of The Diesel, Ron Road, and Edward's Exploit. And uh, as, as Orion said, all fantastic, uh, all really good episodes. Uh, so thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can find us online in a whole bunch of places. Uh, we have our Twitter, which is at TalkingThomas1. We have our Facebook, which is Facebook.com slash TalkingThomasPod. And, of course, we're available on all kinds of podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, there's There's so many. And, of course, our home is Anchor. So... You can find all sorts of our, our full library of podcasts there. And so, uh, but once again, thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time. Uh, have a good one.